Good morning. So good to see you this beautiful sunny winter day. This Wednesday, I took a train to Penn Station to attend the 9 o'clock meeting in New York City. So I got up here at 4.30, left at 5 o'clock, and took a 5.35 train from Hudson Station. And it was a pitchy dark. I couldn't see anything over the window. Must be something there, but I cannot see anything. So I began my morning practice of meditation, chanting Iran Sangvao, Heart Sutra, and Essential Dharmas. And around, uh, when I opened my eyes, it was around 6.45. It was the dawn of the day. And when I looked at the window, I began to see beautiful Hudson River, gray, very subtle Hudson River appeared in front of us, in front of me. So even though there is a beautiful nature, a beautiful, our own inner Dharma Buddha nature within all of us, if we close our eyes like that, or if it's a pitch dark, by closing your wisdom eye or mind eye to see it, it is like a non-existence, like a Hudson River there, but it wasn't there at all at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, until it dawned. So what is the dawn of our, our life? Dawn of our life is begin to see your own inner beauty and goodness within all of you and in life around us. The gray, very vague Hudson River turning into different river, changing the time of the day. And by watching this Hudson River from my window, from the train, it was awesome, so beautiful. Reminding of our life again, our life is like a river. When you see, it's constantly moving. All the water is constantly moving, moment by moment. And then while, while I was watching beautiful Hudson River, and then Timpanji Bridge appeared. Wow, beautiful structure. And then a little more, I saw the beautiful George Washington Bridge. So I just so enjoyed train riding, just watching this bridge. And the beauty of that bridge, structural, architectural beauty, as well as the aesthetic beauty, just above the river, and connecting from here to there. The meaning was so profound because of, our, because of my presence there, here and now, being with the water, river, Hudson River, and being with this uh, beautiful bridge. The function is so great, as well as a beautiful aesthetic structure. The function of a bridge is that we cross from this land, cross over the Hudson River to land at the other shore. So it is a beautiful analogy of the Heart Sutra, the end of Heart Sutra, Gate, Gate, Paragate, 
바라삼같의 보디스와 means that we are transforming ourselves we are crossing over of this land of unhappiness suffering resentment destructive behaviors and delusion with the anger or greed so all of this is the part of this land we are crossing over this river through bridge now with a beautiful George Washington Bridge and Tipanji Bridge. Just use this bridge as your spiritual practice, crossing over this Hudson River, the suffering of our life to land the other shore of happiness, of a liberation, of nirvana and enlightenment. So just watching this bridge along the way down to the New York City, that symbolizes our practice. Why we are coming here Saturday morning instead of fun things out there with a lot more exciting, you know, vibrant TV, colorful news and sometimes very destructive news. Why we are here this morning? The reason you are coming here to temple or to one animal center is that because of spirituality. The only reason you and I connect is because of spirituality, nothing else, nothing more, nothing less. We are here to learn how to meditate. We are here to learn to understand our meaning and purpose of our life on earth. We are here because we want to understand our inner beauty and intrinsic goodness symbolized here as a circle. And this train, our train moving to the New York City now, we, under the, we went to the tunnel under the ground because in Manhattan there is no train or subway going above the ground. And we were trapped. Nobody in our train can move out because the announcement said that we had a problem because a train ahead of us had a problem. And we have to wait. So everybody on our train, most of them are commuters, to get the right time to their workplace, it, it depends on, really, depending on the, the train, they might be late for the meeting or late for the work. But somehow, sitting and waiting in this train, I realized that because not our problem, we didn't have any trouble in our train. Everybody in the train, our train was strong, healthy, and, and very, uh, you know, functioned very well, but ahead of us, one train, another train, got into trouble, we are suffering too. Sometime in our life, nothing to do with your own problem, because of others' problem, we do suffer. So under the train, under the, this tunnel, it was a beautiful scenery of a Hudson River, and beautiful experience of watching that 
bridges disappeared. And here, I never anticipated this kind of experience myself. I heard about it, but I was trapped under the tunnel with many people in the train, in our train. So what we will do? This is a recognition of our interdependency. Why is it critical for others' well-being? Because they affect us. We didn't do anything wrong in this train, but because of others' train, everybody were waiting with a patient, hoping and praying they fix in the right time so we can get there on time. So where are we now in our world? Where are you? Think about your life, spiritually, physically, mentally, where are you? Are you in a place you can watch beautiful Hudson River and see the travel of water moment by moment? Or are you in a place you can watch that kind of beautiful bridge so you can alight from bridge? Or are you under the tunnel? Are you under the ground? threatened by the situation or you may have fear-based reaction of that situation. Where are you? Think about it. This is a very philosophical question. If you solve this problem, your life will be different from moment, this moment on. This experience of my train ride really helped me and inspired me to understand the meaning of Iransang vow. We began last week, according to the Iransang vow, through the way we use our minds and bodies. You can open your, your Iransang vow on page two here. We are studying second paragraph, the last sentence of Iransang vow. We transform Prior to that, through the way we use our minds and bodies, we transform through the six realms of existence, progressing or regressing, with the grace arising from harm or harm from grace. What a genius way of Sotesan, the founder of One Buddhism, describing the fundamental Buddhist truth called love karma, principle of cause and effect in this way, in very creative way. If you hear love karma or love causality, you may not understand. But when you hear through the way we use our minds and bodies, we transform progressing or regressing, grace arising from harm or harm from grace. It's easy to understand. This is a fundamental teachings in one Buddhism as well as all Buddhism. Throughout the history, Buddhist teachers and masters taught about this. This love of karma explains the problem of suffering and provides wisdom to transform our life, transform ourselves. How? By using our minds and bodies. 
in progressive way. If you use regressive way, you will stay in the tunnel underground with the pitch darkness, with the fear, with the threatened by the situation. But by using proper way, right way of your mind and body, you make a progress and you allow grace arising from harmful situation. So understanding karma, karma is to focus on the liberation. Think about it. Listen carefully here. Understanding karma is to focus on liberation because you can change the way we think, the way we speak, the way we act. So by understanding law of karma, by understanding principle of cause and effect, we can liberate ourselves, not the other way around. Never ever use the word of karma to condemn others, others' problem. Understanding this karma as a practitioner, as a one Buddhist, as a meditator, is that using karma, what courage in our life, using and understanding this karma, we are transforming ourselves. How? Through the way we use our minds and bodies. Who am I now? It's the result of what I have done in the past. Think about your life. Who you are now is your total past of your life. What I do now will shape and reshape what I will be in the future. If we understand this principle of cause and effect, we may transform how, we, how to live here and now in the moment. We can choose to create better future, more creative, productive, and positive future. If we choose to ignore the law of karma, the result of our action, the result of your action will disturb you, make you unhappy. So when we are stuck in the all the destructive pattern of a living on earth, it is more likely that we are recreating the same old patterns with our present thoughts and attitude. Therefore, in order to change our karma, we have to change our thought, our intention, and our attitude. So what is the karma now? What does karma mean to you when you hear karma? I, what is the law of karma? What is the principle of cause and effect? So how can it transform ourselves if we understand the law of karma? We can use our mind and body to progress to create grace, allow grace arise out of a harmful situation if we understand this law of karma, this principle of cause and effect. So first, law of karma is that every 
everyone will harvest the result of their own actions, words, and thoughts. Nobody will harvest your own thoughts, act, actions, and words. You yourself will harvest it. Simple way to describe it, you get when you give. Think about it. You get when you give. Think about your life. Did you get anything you didn't give? When you say nasty words, do they say smiling and hello? And with a loving kindness, they embrace you and love you? Another way of saying this uh, love of karma is that what goes around comes around. Think about real life. What goes around comes around. And another way, in the even Bible said that, you reap when you sow. You have to reap when you sow through your word, through your thoughts, through your action. So if we understand this principle of cause and effect and love of karma, we will behave ourselves when we face challenging situation and disturbing situation. The founding master Sotesan said, when a foolish person see others receive blessings, he or she became greedy and envious. But given the chance to create a merit, he or she is lazy and naps. This is like a farmer who hopes the harvest without sowing first. If he does not sow in the spring, there will be nothing to harvest in the autumn. This is the principle of a cause and effect, end quote. Another excellent way Sotesan described here, love, karma, and the principle of cause and effect, using farming, farming. If you farm, just by talking. Talk a lot how to farm. If you just keep farming by talking, do you have anything to harvest in the autumn? You just did everything verbally. You, you didn't physically go there and cultivate it and really nearly plant any seed. You just plant everything by talking. So think about your life. Think about yourself, whether we do it. So if you want to harvest something in the autumn, autumn of your life, which means when you are getting older and older, autumn, if you want to harvest, you've got to practice meditation, not talk about the meditation. You have to practice spirituality, not talk about the spirituality. There are so many places in the Western now, they use spirituality language to sell it, to make money, commercialize it by just talking. So if you want to harvest anything in the autumn, you just practice it. Whatever you learn, practice it. Physically, getting up in the morning, sit on the cushion regularly every morning. That way, we are transforming ourselves to progress.
to allow grace arise in our life. So from one perspective of view, our present mental, moral, intellectual, and temperamental differences are due to our own actions and tendencies of the past and present. So who you are now are the result of your total past. If you want to get a good result of a meditation, practice, practice, and practice. If you want inner peace, calm down your mind, calm in your thoughts by recognizing and be mindful of it. Whatever we do intentionally to others, similar things will happen to yourself in the future. So causing suffering to others will cause suffering to you. Remember that. Causing happiness to others, others will result in happiness for you. So if you agitate others, disturb others, give a lot of suffering, they are mentally, emotionally, psychologically, you will reap. Somebody else will do it for you because of a love, cause, and effect. Look at the circle. This means what goes around comes around, complete the circle. Give, give and take. What goes around comes around. That is love karma. In Buddhist philosophy, we choose to be the way we are. Nobody else chooses for you to be the way you are. You yourself, either intentionally or unintentionally, consciously or unconsciously, you choose to be the way you are. Nobody else. So you, if you like it, something in your life, keep doing it. If you don't like things in your life, see the root cause of and transform it, change it. Nothing comes without cause. That is the first principle of a love karma. Second principle is results are similar to the cause. When we cause other harm, we will have the suffering ourselves. The positive action brings happiness, liberation, joy, peace. But negative action leads suffering as a result. So action you take, the words you speak, the thought you emit, you will reap the consequence of it. So if you choose a kind words to express your concern or productive, a positive way to express your concern, you can solve a problem. But if you choose the other way around, not only suffering for you, but you emit suffering for others. Like the, the, under the t- tunnel when you're trapped because of somebody, some other trans problem, somebody else's problem. 
Just to, to understand Buddhist concept of principle and cause and effect, we need to understand intention very clearly. Intention. Buddhist teaching. The difference between Buddhism and Hinduism is this part, intention. When Hindus, Hinduism talked about the karma, they talked about action and reaction. Buddha came 25,000 years ago in India. Through his own practice, through his own awakening, intention is the karma, not action. Your intention of that action counts. Why intention is so critical in our life? Intention is the most important of all mental events because it gives direction to your mind. It gives direction to your brain to, to speak certain way. Your intention gives direction how you act. That's why intention is critical. Gautama Buddha clarified that. Intention is the karma. Intention creates karma. It's very important to know what is your intention to do certain things. What is your intention to say certain things? What is your intention to think certain things? So intention is critical. If we have ill will, even though beautiful words can create a large problem because their intention is ill will, their intention is hurting others, disturb others. So think about the intention of anything happening in your life. So intention is a mental action. It may be expressed through your physical verbal action. So every physical Verbal action is preceded by your mental activity called intention. That's why intention is critical. Think about your own intention too. Goodwill motivates a kind word. Ill will motivates nasty, destructive word. Goodwill is intention to help others mentally, emotionally, physically, materially, and uh, praying and helping the well-being of others. Ill will is intention to cause mental, emotional, and physical harm. Therefore, before and during harmful action, ill will, intention exists and present in that person's mind. So understanding this intention is very important in one Buddhism, especially in one Buddhism. Because this intention, ill will or good will, in your mind is a, a certain potential. This is the karmic seed. Seed, you have to plant the seed in order to grow something. What is the seed of karma? Your seed of karma is intention. So this potential is a karmic seed, a seed planted in your mind by physical, verbal, or mental action. The strength or depth of this seed of karma is determined by how strong your intention is. Whether you clearly understand what you're doing or not, 
and understanding your intention, whether it is a physical or verbal action. So understanding intention is critically important. Even though they hurt us, if they have a good intention, we understand them, we forgive them, right? So intention is critical. See, this seed of intention of karma will remain in the mind until they ripen. It's not coming out right away. Yes, the seed needed to underground, right? For a while until they ripen, ripened, and then little bird coming out. Buddha nature, again, seeing the symbol of your Buddha nature here, is a void of karma. Understanding Iran Sang, understanding your Buddha nature, clarified, cleansing it, purify your karma. Even if we do not act on our negative intention, a karmic seed is still left in the mind. That's why we have to be very mindful of our own intention. If it is not destroyed, this negative seed will eventually produce an unpleasant, unhappy, and negative effect in your life, while positive seed will produce pleasant, happy, and positive effect. So karmic seeds do not go waste. Second principle of love karma is this. So positive intention. Think about what is positive intention. Positive intention is generosity, loving kindness, wisdom, understand and see things as they are. And all those good quality we enjoy here. That is the positive intention. And have a real insight to see the reality, to see things as they are. And negative intention is greed, personal gain, hatred and anger, delusion and ill will, which are not conducive to attaining nirvana. The reason we practice meditation is attaining nirvana, attaining total liberation. Nirvana is the realization of your true self, true nature of mind, which is Buddha mind. Your, your experience of nirvana will be like this, symbol here, just like this. It's identical, true nature of our Buddha nature. We have identical that Buddha nature, just like Gautama Buddha, just like Sotesa. So Nirvana frees us from suffering. We gotta experience Nirvana once in a while while you are meditating here, in the morning at home or morning here and Saturdays. Third principle of love karma is that once an action is done. The result is never lost. Things do not just disappear into nothing. Things do not just appear from nothing. 
it must have a cause. There must have a causality, cause of things appear and disappear. So everything you put it out there, it will come back to you. Sometimes with a high interest, right? I will talk about it some other time. When you put something in the bank, they give you interest, right? It's the same thing. Where you invest, whom you invest, the interest return rate is totally different. Even though you give the same action, the return will be different. Therefore, we are responsible for ourselves. You are responsible for yourself. Nobody else. Don't blame others if anything goes wrong. It is time to go back to self-reflection, go back to the root cause of the problem, and correct the, the root cause of that problem. So whatever we experience now, favorable and unfavorable, is the result of what we have done in the past. The Sotesan very clearly describing love karma in, in another passage like this. Whatever you experience now, favorable and unfavorable, is the result of what we have done in the past, what you have done in the past. The way we responded, present moment, so through the way we use our minds and bodies now, if we understand this uh, principle of love causality, love karma, or principle of cause and effect, we will transform ourselves to make a progress, to make a mindful choice to make a progress, positive, creative way of being on earth instead of uh, the other way around. So I heard a lot of confusion here in the One Dharma Center. I want to clarify a little bit today. I am not replacing anybody else but Venerable Peck, who are sitting in the back there. She was a former spiritual guide and executive director of One Dharma Center. So please understand, I'm not here for any other reason but replacing her. Because of her language barrier, she wasn't talking like me in front of you. But her spirituality, the depth of spirituality is so enormous. And you will experience that here and there because I, I want to introduce her and her spirituality. So her name is Chotan. We identify, identify her as a Chotawan. Tawan means a very special meaning in one Buddhist tradition. When you are graduated, we, we give the same title, Reverend. Reverend Kim, Reverend Lee, Reverend Na. But after you progress in your spiritual cultivation, achieve spiritual ability, capacity, when you have that kind of a long practice of the spirituality, meditation, mindfulness, if you keep practicing, you will be in that stage. We have in Korea, we have a Dharma rank review board. 
The foundation put it sotesan in our scripture. You can read it. You can see where you are. So after that recognition, we give a Dharma title, like a Chotawan. I got my Dharma title, Dongtawan. Tawan for the women, San for the men. Sotesan. Desan. Those people are highly developed spiritual guys in one verse tradition. So there is a distinction between reverend and venerable. So my formal title is a venerable Chung Owen Lee. But people used to call me reverend when I was flushing. It's a continuation of this. So just understand a little bit like that. And I have a very clear direction as a stream council of One Buddhism. As a spiritual guide of One Dharma Center and executive director of One Dharma Center and chairperson and spiritual guide of One Buddhism of North America and One Buddhism of South America, I made a very clear resolution to create a new culture of transparency, new culture of respect, new culture of good communication. If you hear anything, I'm here for you. I open my heart to embrace each one of you as my spiritual family. I open my ears to listen your concerns. I open my arms to welcome you. So anything you hear, don't gossip out there. Don't make a side conversation out there. Call me, come to me. I'm available here. I made it very clear that decision to make myself available for you, for your interview, personal interview. Don't bring couples problems. I don't understand that. But bring spiritual, spiritual problems, spiritual issues. Like uh, when you meditate, some thought arises. I, I don't know how to deal with it. So bring those, your spiritual question, about your practice question. I'm available here for you. I will make my time to sit individually to have uh, that kind of a uh, Dharma interview. As uh, the Buddha taught, listen, the Buddha taught, do not think a small negative intention will not return in your future lives. Just as the falling drops of water will fill a large container, the little negative action will steadfast accumulate, will completely overwhelm you. Do not think small virtue will, return, will not return in your future lives. The little virtue that steadfast accumulate will completely overwhelm you. Gautama Buddha talked in this way of love karma. Fourth and final principle of love karma is that karma expands. Karma expands. Once you have an imprint of an action in your mind, it tends to be habit-forming. Your karma is your habit. Think about your habit. Why you do certain things the way you do? Why you do what you do? 
psychological explain, psychologists explain that the action of adults comes from their childhood experience. See, in one Buddhist teaching, your thought becomes your world. When you talk, it's a reflection of intention. Your words become your action. When you talk about it, they're going to act it. Your action becomes your habit. If you did it today, if you did it yesterday, if you did it the day before yesterday, if you will do it tomorrow, and the day after tomorrow, if you constantly do it, then it becomes your habit. Your habit becomes your character, your personality. Each of us has you know, our own personality. Why? Because of these thoughts, words, action, and habit. Because of your habit form, your personality, then your character becomes your destiny. So who creates your destiny? Nobody else but you, yourself. Through your intention, through your thought, words, action, personality, and habit, you creating your own destiny. That's why we can change our destiny. We can change our faith. Because if we understand this law of karma, we can cut the chain. If you don't understand, you will be dragged by and chained by doing the same thing over and over again. The reason you are coming here, have this insight, this wisdom to cut the chain you don't like. Cut the karma so you can change your own destiny. So karma expands. One thought becomes and generates a million thoughts. If you have a positive thought, positive Many different positive thoughts and positive words, positive action will follow. So, karma expands. That's why watch out, your one thought arise. You have to catch it. We have to, you have to be mindful of each thought arise in your mind and each word you speak, each action you take. So this is the fundamental teachings of one Buddhism and generally Buddhism. It is a science. It is a physics. Because in physics, every other science and physics constantly affirming that there is a direct causal relationship between action and reaction. So in conclusion, understanding this love of karma, understanding principle of cause and effect, understanding Iransang Dharma means that we are gaining inner authority. We are gaining strength to transform our negativity and we are experiencing, we are learning to liberate ourselves. So, all those practice of a single sitting, every, every day sitting, every day the mindfulness practice, everything is a matter. Whatever you do is a matter. Don't think that uh, all those things, you know, nobody hear what I think. 
everybody hear you when you think because it's going to come out when you say, through when you say. We know when you think because we can see your action. Right? Through the action, we see what they think, what, what, what is their intention. So in conclusion, let us change all those negativity, negative intention, negative thought, negative way of expressing ourselves, negative action, into positive, creative, happy, pleasant way of expressing and thinking and action. In this way, according to Yiran Sangbao, we transform. We are making progress, so we will experience one day enlightenment. We will experience one day total liberation. We will experience one day nirvana. Aha! This is venerably talked about December, some Saturday. I want you to experience it, not just to listen and learn. I want you to take it in your heart and experience it. 